The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storyline with Nick Eatman. What is up, everyone? We are back. Cowboys Storyline. Feels like it's been a long time, especially now we're doing these shows once a week. It feels a long time ago since it was uh, last Tuesday when we did the show. Here we are, Tuesday, January 23rd. We're back to the weekly format. Of course, Storyline, we're going to go twice a week. We go on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1 o'clock. It's been a while since I've said good afternoon on a Storyline. We did that back in training camp of course different time slots mean different schedules for you guys so I'm kind of curious on are we going to have some of the same callers uh that that we had before maybe we pick up some new callers uh maybe a little bit of both so uh excited about that best part about the one o'clock for me maybe not for Chris Beam in the back is that we really don't have another show behind us here like we've had in the past of course with the 10 o'clock time slot we had uh, Cowboys break there at 11, um, you know, and I'd have Broadus coming through the door, Derek looking at his watch, you know, we don't have that right now. So we can, we can go longer if we, if we need to, uh, we'll see what, what happens there. So the plan is to go about an hour, but you know, if the, if the phones are ringing off the hook, we will stay for a little bit as long as Chris doesn't have to leave or anything like that. So, uh, that's kind of, the, that's kind of the reason why we went to the afternoon See if we can have a little bit longer show, give you guys an opportunity to call in, because I'm sure you have things to say. Uh, A lot going on, um, even though there's not a lot going on, uh, you know, and that's what's weird about the offseason. There's always things, questions to answer. There's all stuff happening, but what you want to be happening is playing for an NFC Championship game. Again, I don't know anything about that. All right, let's get going here. 888-855-2297 can call you can text 817-290-3298 we're going to try to stay on the text line as well we know a lot of people that can't call that they like to throw their opinions out there as well so we're monitoring that as well but we'll start with the phones we'll go to brian in kansas city brian what's up good afternoon sir how are you (laughs) well we had an inclement weather day, so I'm I'm a substitute teacher. Oh, we we're so I'm off. I had just got done telling you on your last show. I was like, hey, I don't think I can call on Tuesday afternoons. Yeah, well, so you can. I got lucky. Yeah, they're in Kansas City, Missouri, which is also the Show Me State. Just in case anyone's keeping just track case, of that. In case anybody wants to say it's California. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's that, that was that was a heated exchange. My, my guy was upset, and I don't blame him. A lot of people are upset. I was, I was, you know, I was pissed off too. So, I get it. Um, yeah. What do what you got, Brian? What's on your mind? I just got a couple things for you today. So one is, um, I want your opinion, and then I want to know what you think the Cowboys are going to do. What's mm-hmm. your? And then I got a player that I'd like to hear right. a little bit more. An older player that I want to hear something about. All right. Um, so. I, for me, I don't think it's even close. I thought it should have been offensive line last year. I want offensive line. I want front and center <laughs> this offseason. Literally, front and center? I, well, I, I, you know, I told you last year, I when they took Schoonmaker instead of Osiris Torrance in mm-hmm. the second round, yes. I smashed my remote. Oh, whoa, whoa. I, 
Yeah. I, could, I couldn't believe, like, every pundit in the world said the biggest need for the Cowboys was offensive line, and they didn't do it. <laughs> and, I, you know, that's, that's, that's what, I, what I'm hoping for, that one of these – yeah, I've listened to enough of the draft shows on, mm. on you guys and, yeah. and G-Bag Nation to hear that, that it's a really good tackle class and there's some really good centers. So yeah. I'm hoping that's so. But I want to know what your priorities are, and then what do you think the Cowboys are going to do? And then for my old time player, I'm going to stick with my guns. On uh, I love hearing about people that work there. How about uh, any story you got on Danny McRae, man? And I'll <laughs> hang up. Have a great one. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because I just finished lunch, maybe seven minutes ago, ten minutes ago, with Danny McRae, um, who he's a uh, Boy, where do I even start with that? But um, let me wait on that one. Offensive line. Um, I I agree with you that it's a it's a priority. It's going to be a priority. And the interesting thing about what the team is going to do is, you know, it it's tough because you you still don't know. You know, free agency comes first, so. They always like to put Band-Aids on certain positions just so you don't have to go into a draft going, we have to get this. Because nobody wants that. That's when people will jump ahead of you in the trade and all that if everyone knows you need this. And where they're going to be picking 24, it's not good to be saying, I need anything, unless it's like a kicker or a punter or something like that, which you you know, you know you're going to get first dibs on. But even at center, if there is a guy there, I mean – Everyone needs a good center, too. So if there's a really good quality center, he may not last that long. Um, I think that they will – I think they'll they'll go to offensive line, you know, early in the draft. I mean, first, second, or third round. They, they're going to – they're gonna they have to. You know, they have to get keep getting offensive line. But the, it's just really hard to answer draft questions in January knowing that you don't know – who your center's going to be. Biotis is a free agent. I don't think he returns. I don't. I think he goes and gets money somewhere else. And I think that deep down, they'll be fine with that. Um, at running back, don't know. I mean, who knows? Who knows who the running back is? I don't know if running back's a good spot there at 24 either this particular year. But I personally, you know, I would just keep throwing resources at that offensive line because you have to run the football better. And I think that you can do a better job of running the ball by fixing the line than you can if you try to go get this dynamic back. Because if he's that dynamic that can run through a line that's just okay, he's not lasting until 24. And, you know, I think we saw that last year. A couple of running backs went in the top 12. Um, I, I think teams are looking at value of, of really good backs. And I'm not even sure there is that type of back in this draft. Um, Danny McRae. Question on Danny McCray. I mean, God, there's so there's so many. I mean, I really, really liked him as a player. You know, we got to know him now a little bit. He's an outstanding, outstanding person. But um, you know, I, I just remember I remember talking to him and he was like, you know, he was an undrafted free agent, and I was like, Wearing number forty, huh? Undrafted from an SEC school, number forty. And he was like, Yep. Yeah. Got big shoes to fill, and he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, you know, Bill Bates, special team star, you know, number 40, played at Tennessee. You know, he was like, no, 
was like, you never heard of Bill Bates? He's like, no, not, not really. But, uh, you know, and, and why, why would he? You know, he, but then he goes and leads the team in, in special teams tackles two years in a row and, you know, started being mentioned in the same sentence with guys that have done it like Bill Bates. And so he I certainly grew an appreciation for that. But uh, I, I could probably tell 10, 15 funny stories of, of uh, Danny McRae. And, um, you know, I, I, I actually pick his brain sometimes because I'm like, you're on the challenge, you know, you're on with, you know, I used to watch those MTV challenges and real world road rules all that stuff and you know he's on here doing these challenges with with some of these people that used to watch on tv i think that's kind of cool too so anyways that's danny mccray um all right let's go let's move on let's go to joe in stanford what's up joe hey nick how are you sir i'm good how are you doing you made it one o'clock yeah 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 i um i took a hiatus from all uh cowboys media uh yeah uh, in fact, I didn't even finish watching the game until last night. <laughs> yeah, I, I, about the middle of the third quarter, I got up. I don't ever do that, but I just couldn't take it anymore. I was really pissed off. Um, how did it look? How did it look like t- a week later? Well, still like crap. Uh, but you're like, uh, oh, Jake Ferguson catching touchdowns. Well, you know, I mean, you, I, I was like, well, that, that was decent. What you know, some of the stuff that happened, but they were playing against a second sure. stringers and umbrella defense, and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I don't take a lot from that. I, I'll be honest with you, you know, I, w- I was glad to see Michael Gallup uh, uh, get a little bit more looks. Uh, I think. It was cool that Dak sort of said, okay, it's CD and I can't figure this out. I've got to turn to somebody. And the fact that he went to Gallup shows how he feels about him. So mm-hmm. I think that's a positive thing, and I do agree. I think Michael will be coming back this year. Um, mm. Two things I wanted to cover. I've got a bunch of things, but we've got the whole offseason to talk. So um, the first thing is the coaching. So, you know, whether we agree or disagree, you know, Mike McCarthy's coming back, and it looks like Dan Quinn will come back if he doesn't get a new job. I I don't know how I feel about any of that. But the things that bug me the most about the coaching is, well, I don't know if the most. It's all, it's everything pretty much. So not only did we get totally dominated X's and O's wise, but we have had an absolute lack of discipline the entire season, and it has been a story year after year of being one of the most highly penalized teams in in the NFL. So I'm really sick of that. I, I don't feel like they're being held accountable. I don't know if Mike can figure out the lack of discipline thing. The X's and O's thing, I think – you know, really studying these teams that are that are game planning so much better and beating them just literally wide open, crazy how wide open those guys were getting. And the fact that our defense, I mean, it's just crazy on both sides of the ball how bad we got out coached. You know, that part of it I think they can figure out. But the lack of discipline thing, it seems like he would have figured that out by now. And, you know, you can only go back to the coaches, man. You can only go back to them. Yeah, I, um, I I've wrestled with that for for twenty years. I don't know what you do with with uh, discipline issues with on penalties. I mean, this is in high school. I mean, we, we, laps. I mean, what? I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Benching well, I players. Think it's hard to hold men accountable now because it's just generation generationally a different thing. So what Mike might have done 
15 to 20 years ago to 25-year-old yeah. men. He just can't do now. I think so. I don't think they put enough at, uh, emphasis. Now, I'm not saying just the Cowboys. I think some teams don't put as much emphasis on getting players that understand the game, that really understand, that are playing, that, that, that like football. Because there's guys out there that don't really like football, but they're good at it and they can play it. But they don't really understand the games. They don't understand situational football. They don't understand that that it's not okay to hit a player in the face here because he said a, a name to you or whatever, and it's third and twelve, and now you're back on the field. I don't think I, I don't think sometimes the Cowboys have the smartest players out there in certain situations, yeah. and that's well, something you can figure do. out in the draft. You know, yeah. that should be a tiebreaker yeah. to me. So I, I don't well, know. We, we do good on talent, but, yeah, that and character-wise, I think we struggle. I'll be honest with you. The most talented player on the team is extremely low character, in my in my opinion. Now, it may just be a maturity thing or whatever, but I have been highly disappointed in Michael Parsons, the way he d- talks about his teammates, the way he's always trying to recruit better players onto the team. I think the, the best thing Michael could do this offseason is to learn how to shut his mouth and gain a little bit of maturity and character. Yeah. And I think that goes right yeah. along with everything else that I see with this team is a lot of talent, not a lot of character, not a lot of discipline. And I, it's getting old. I mean, I, I'm yeah. never going to stop rooting for the Cowboys. But, man, it, like, I can't even be around people when I watch the games because it pisses me off so much sometimes. And I know that's weird to be so uh, – I mean – I can't help but to root for him, but I want to have joy from it, not anger. And that sucks to be so pissed off about the thing you care the most about. So, yeah. Um, all right, Joe. Well, right, Joe. Let's be quick. Okay. What do you got? You know what? Yeah, we'll just. We'll That's wait okay. On. It's okay. Let's just let's let's be quick about it. Let's go. Okay. So, I don't see how we're going to sign Dak, CD, and Micah to the max contracts that they're all going to demand. I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the solution is. I know everybody thinks that uh, that uh, they're wizards as far as the salary cap goes, but I just don't see how we can sign all three of those guys. And if I had my choice, I'd get two number ones from Micah Parsons and move on. All right. Have a good day. Bro. All right, thanks. Oh, uh, I'm not touching that one right now. Um, you know, they don't have to sign those guys to max deals this year. They don't have to sign any of them. Um, to any of the, any contract this year, those three guys, it is going to be a challenge. Uh, they could probably sign one or two of them and maybe create some space, maybe CD. So they really don't have to do that right now. All right, a um, lot of stuff to touch there. We will. Um, I think that was just probably more just venting than anything. Um, good stuff though, always. All right, let's let's get let's go to a text question before we get on the line here. Um, this is from Dan in Philly. He says the only thing worse than Cowboys' early exit to the playoff is storyline only twice a week. Appreciate that. But if you think about it, most of these other shows are going once. So uh, I feel like it's a treat for us to go twice. So hopefully you guys see it that way. He says if uh, if Quinn does leave, how does this affect the rest of the defensive staff? I would imagine he'll be taking some of them with him. Um, and his blast from the past is Alfredo Roberts. Fredo Roberts, I didn't really cover him. Yeah, he uh, Miami guy for sure. He knew a lot of those guys, uh, the in the Jimmy, you know, coaches and and uh, Michael Irvin and all those stuff. But um, 
You know, it seems like they always had like a second or third tight end that was, you know, that didn't do a whole lot, blocked a lot, and then every once in a while would catch a touchdown pass. Uh, all right. Um, defensive coaches, yeah, I think if Dan does leave, I think he'll take some. Uh, they'll have to decide is one of these coaches going to be the coordinator here. You know, would it be a Joe Witt? Would it be a Al Harris? Maybe does he take somebody with him? Um, yeah, a lot of lot of moving parts here for sure. Uh, all right, let's go, Rob in Vegas. Hey, Nick. What's up? Well, he's back. We knew McCarthy was going to come back, even though we I didn't want him back, but I knew Jerry wasn't. Jerry wants to be comfortable. He wants to win, but being comfortable is more important right now. And he only made two uncomfortable moves his whole life as owner with Jimmy and Bill Parcells because he needed something in return. Uh, the rest, he hired some scrub coaches, if you really think about it. Chan Gailey and Dave Campbell had no business being a coach for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, but this isn't one of those situations, you know? I mean, like, no, I, I don't I, think I, this is that. This is... Well, well I, think it, I think it is. I think it's, let's face it, you had two great coaches available, Harbaugh and Belichick, which is never happens. And he, if, he, if you're not going to... If you're not going to pull the trigger on those two guys and you're sticking with McCarthy, then to me, you're just afraid of change and you don't want to, you don't want to be uncomfortable at 80 years old or whatever he is. And I, and I get it. I mean, he's the owner of the team and this is what we've seen for 30 years, but you know, I also have changed my mind after watching the playoffs and watching these teams. I always felt you needed a top quarterback to win in this league, and I don't believe that anymore. I I think the best model now is what the 49ers do. You build a really good roster on both sides of the ball. You put in a good quarterback who's not killing you money-wise, and that's the way you should build a team, and that's what the Cowboys should do. They should, they should number one, turn around and see if they could trade Micah Parsons in the offseason, call up Chicago. We don't know if Chicago's keeping Justin Fields. Call up Chicago and call up the Chargers, who are drafting fifth. And you know they're not taking a quarterback. And say, hey, what would it take for me to get your spot? i give you Micah Parsons and whatever. And then you could go get your number one quarterback. You let Dak play out the rest of his contract because <clears> – <throat> There's no, there's no way you could pay this guy fifty-five plus million. There's only one quarterback that's delivered making that kind of money, and that's Patrick Mahomes. The rest have not. We'll see what Lamar Jackson does, you know. But that's the only quarterback that justifies his money. Everybody else just spitting their wheels and getting eaten alive by the salary cap. And I just think if you could make that happen, I think that's the way that they could build a team. We saw when you surround. Dak just needs too much help. I mean, leading rushes, leading uh, wide receivers, just too much. And then it leaves too many other holes. So, I mean, look at Baker Mayfield. I don't know what Baker Mayfield is going to demand in the offseason, 30 maybe. But, heck, I would rather have a $30 million Baker Mayfield than a $60 million Dak Prescott. So, I, I just think that's a better model. It's a more sustainable model than having a quarterback who, God forbid, he gets hurt like Aaron Rodgers did. I mean, what, second play, season's over. But if you had a really good team built around him, maybe you could weather that war. 
But the, the, the Cowboys, I think, need to think about that. Uh, I know they're probably not going to because Jerry wants to be relevant for 17 weeks, and I think he feels, you know, if I'm in the hunt for 17 weeks, I get to the playoffs, that's, you know, I'm on TV a lot, and I'm, I'm in the conversation uh, a lot longer than three weeks in the playoffs. I, you know, I and, think there's more to it than that, though, honestly, Rob. I mean, I don't, it's not about being relevant. It's about giving your – it's about – I don't think he sees it that way. I think you're kind of saying the same thing. I think he's trying. He wants to have a good, a really good football team that gives himself a chance uh, in, yeah, but, in but the you playoffs. Can't, though. You, but we don't have a really good team. We have really good players, but we don't have a good team. We don't have any linebackers. We don't have a, a good defensive line. Uh, maybe on third and eight, we thought we did, but we didn't at the end. Micah Parsons needs to be playing middle line. If you're keeping him, he needs to go back to middle linebacker. Yeah. He fixes your run game, and he can still rush. And he fixes your pay because I'm just going to say this. Defensive end to get $30 million. I'm just going to say this. He doesn't want to do that. No, I know he doesn't. And that's why I say get on the and phone with problem. Chicago. And that's a problem. That's a problem, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get on the phone with Chicago and see, what, see if they're keeping Justin Fields. Get on the phone with the Chargers and say, hey, would you be interested in giving up your fifth pick for Micah Parsons? And I don't know, maybe you got to throw something else in. Because you're right. He's going to want to be a defensive end at 245 pounds, which he cannot do for 17 games. He could do it for the first eight or nine, and then he always tails off because he wants to get $30 million a year. And then if you say to Mike, okay, you want to be defensive end, you got to gain 30 pounds, well, then he's not the same guy. So yeah. to me – you have to put him at middle linebacker, and now you're going to have a disgruntled guy that we already see he's immature. So All right. that's, that's my thing. Shop it. See what happens. All right. Thanks, Thanks for the call, Rob. Um, and, and you're right. I mean, uh, I just saw a stat. Somebody showed me this stat the other day that they, they found. I didn't find this, but uh, I'm sure you guys have seen some of it too. Um, he's got, Mike has got 40 sacks in his career. And 32 of them have come in September, October, and November. In 33 games that he's played in September, October, and November, in the, I think it's 20-something games, 24 games he's played in December and January, it may, may, may only be 20, he only has eight sacks. He has eight sacks in December and January, 32 in the first three months. So, I don't know, is, is he... Is he wearing down? I mean, that's that. It sure does look like it, you know, when you think about that in his three seasons. But all right, let's go to uh, Dylan in Northport, Florida. Hey, Nick. What is up? Going? I love it. What's that I, on, man? honestly, man, this is what I love. We switched the show. We switched it up from ten in the morning to one, and I've gotten four calls so far. And I'm not sure who else is going to call. But I've got probably the four guys, four of the guys. I'm, I don't mean to leave people out, but when you when you think of, and I'm going to come up with, I'm I'm going to do this. I'm going to have the all storyline team, first year, first annual, like Madden. We're going to have the all storyline team, and I can promise you, these four people that have called, including yourself, are going to be on it. So hell yeah, that's what I love. That's I love cool. the fact that you guys. Hey, what time? One o'clock. All right, I guess I'll wait a few hours. We're in. So sorry, but that's good. Good to see. You know, we're we're gonna yeah. get some first time callers at maybe at some point, but uh, right now we got we got the we got the vets of the crew. 
Yeah, it'd be cool if we had like a I don't know how you make this work and have like a round table with some of the the guys that call in off. That'd be that'd be kind of neat. I don't yeah. know how that would work, but it'd be kind of neat to talk to everybody. But um, yeah, I even had to, re- to reschedule uh, some meetings today to, to jump on this call. So Appreciate and, um, I'm that. dedicated. Appreciate <laughs> that. Yeah, move move things yeah. around. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, I want to talk about something that Joe and Rob uh, said. So first off, Joe, um, I think. In order to sign those players you talked about, you have to extend Dak because if you cut Dak, well, now you got dead money, and that's not good. If you don't extend Dak, you've got the $60 million to deal with, and maybe you can still get CD done, but now you're going to have problems down the trough, and you're going to lose some really quality depth, which I think this team, for the most part, has done a good job. You look at some of the injuries we had, especially in secondary, and they built good depth, so you don't want to lose anything there. And then uh, Rob actually had a point there that I did a study a few years back. And if you look at uh, the quarterback deals over the past, like 15 years, every quarterback that wasn't named Mahomes or Brady, every single one of them, their cap hit was less than 20 million for that season. And some were on rookie deals, right. some were veterans that signed elsewhere, but GMs, I mean, that takes a lot of uh, go nats to cut a franchise quarterback if you have one, right? Like, it's right. too dangerous to not have a franchise quarterback. So, you cut that guy, and now you're in quarterback wasteland for three years. Well, you're gone, yeah. unless you're Jerry. That's that's a different story here. But um, that's tough to do across the league. It's, it's what you sh- should do, probably, is what the numbers indicate, but too tough to do. Well, the question um, is, I'm dealing with the elephant in the room, is the question is, do you have one? Like, like, is Dak is Dak a franchise quarterback? That's what I think. That's what I think a lot of fans are wondering, and that th- they think he's not. Some think he is, but I mean, that's that's kind of the issue. Is that is he that guy? You know? And yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, if you look at some of the quarterbacks, because I was thinking about this exact question. It's funny you mentioned that. Look at some of the the all time greats that we just got past or you know are just getting past now like Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees some of these guys that their names will go down in history as some of the best have one ring they've only won the big game once and the key I think is to stay competitive and hope that it all comes together for one season maybe two if you're if you're super lucky maybe you get two and then obviously you have the unicorns like Mahomes and Brady and those guys but I mean to find those guys it's a, a lottery ticket you know and that, that's, that's too tough but you have to just stay competitive. And if you get rid of Dak, what's the plan? You're going to go with Trey Lance. Okay. Well, he's already moved on from one team and you have no idea what you have there. You're going to draft a quarterback. You're going to trade up a bunch of capital. Now you're in rebuild mode and you're going to trade a bunch of, of draft capital for a, a first round guy in the high, a high, you know, maybe top five, top 10. And who knows if he pans out. So I think, them extending Dak is the right call. Now, I, I hope they do it in a way that's friendly so we're not in a situation again a couple of years down the road where we have to do something with Dak. We don't really have a choice. Um, but I, I think extending Dak is the right call because you have to stay competitive and hope for one season it all comes together like it did for some of the other guys. All right. All right, that's that's good. Um, that's good thought there. All right, Dylan, appreciate the call. Thanks. You know, um, thanks for moving meetings around and readjusting your schedule a little bit i appreciate that um you know the the deck contract is just it's got it, it, it it's the first to me well the head coach is probably the first domino there and they figured that out but then now it's it's, it's on to that what what do they do there you know because this this is not an easy situation because you know yes football's about business and all that stuff making business decisions but you know, by not doing any kind of extension, by just playing it out, 
you know, then that sends a message message as well to Dak, um, you know, of, of hey, we're, we're going to just we're going to do it this way. And, you know, if you have a great year, we'll we'll talk after, you know, and then, so he's I don't think I don't know if it's lame duck. I don't know if I don't like saying lame duck quarterback when you're making almost 60 million, you know, oh, oh poor Dak, you know, like I don't think anyone's going to be doing that. But still, it you know, it's. And, and then also, even if you say, oh, well, let's do an extension, he doesn't have to agree to that. You know, he's he's got the leverage here. And so, you know, they're going to have to handle it the, the right way. So I go back and forth on this. Sometimes I think they're not going to do anything. And then other times I think they'll get closer to free agency and they'll be like, we got to do something here. We got to do something with Dak's deal. Let's extend him. Let's let's get this thing, you know, let, let's move move on, you know, with a two or three more years. Uh, down the road and then and then also we can you know function more this year and, and get some you know get some more depth and and free agents in here to be competitive i mean i wrote an article the other day that this team has to make a splash they have to they have to do that this year forget this whole you know and i, I said it i mean forget this my, i mean even though it's my favorite song of all time all time this is how we do it by montel jordan you cannot have a this is how we do it mentality when you when you go into free agency this year. This is not like, well, this is what we always do. This is what we, you know, this is our plan. We 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 focus more on the draft. We're gonna you're not, you know, gonna get value deals on free agency. No. No, not this year. BS. No. You've got to go make a move. If there's someone out there, go do it. You did the Gilmore move, Cooks, great. Do it again and do it better. You know, get get better players. Go get a Roquan Smith type of move. Go find who's out there in their last year of their deal, somebody that's probably going to be hit free agency next year, and go get go get those players. You need players now. And I think, I'm not saying abandon the draft, but I'm saying look at what happened last year, and look look at look at what you got. I mean, you got more value off of the trades. Than you did, you know, actually drafting players, and they're not going to go away from that. But I do think that in this win now mentality, they need to think about, you know, getting some some players in, in free agency more than they have in the past. I think they have to be aggressive this year, um, and I'm sure Mike would want to do that because, you know, Mike doesn't have a contract for next year, so why why build for the the future? I mean, so I think the approach will be different. All right, let's go to Jeff in North Carolina. What's going on, Nick? What's up, man? Not much, man. I think I've been trying to process all this for two weeks, mm. and uh, uh, I tried to call last Tuesday, man. It's just, there's just no way I was getting in. <laughs> that was a. I listened to it. I tried. I think I dialed 117 times trying to get in. Cause uh, I, man, I, it was. Everybody was really upset, and I was too. Yeah. But, but you just touched on some things I've been thinking about, and uh, and as far as. Um, the roster and everything, and I agree, you cannot run this thing back the same way again. It just, it's just right. something has to change, and uh, and I wish I'm I'm with you kind of a little bit on what you was thinking too about Dak. I I wish that we could stomach that, you know that 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 cap hit just because of what you said. You know, I I've called you all year. You know, I like Dak. I love Dak. Right. Know? But it's just, you know, but it's just the business part of it. And, and 
maybe it's possible they could they could do it. I, you know, um, you know the Rams. The Rams went all in two years ago, won the Super Bowl. Then they had to cut some guys, mm-hmm. and they was kind of down last year. But then they was right back in the playoffs this year. And uh, so I I think it can be done. It's you know, but but you know it would you know you just have to make some tough decisions on some guys. But uh, I do want to touch on one thing Rob said. One thing I do kind of agree is I think they they do get comfortable sometimes, and and I I was fine with bringing Mike back if because all you heard if they let him go, they was going to get Belichick or Harbaugh, and I don't want I didn't want none of that. I, again, to me, the Cowboys to get out of this rut, they got to get out of their comfort zone. Now, if you could have told me they was going to bring one of these young up and coming coordinators from one of these other teams, I would be fine with that. And But I know Jerry, that's a little bit out of Jerry's comfort zone. And, uh, and you know, I just uh, – but I feel that's what's got to change. I think I have to look at everything. Maybe we don't need to go to California and train. You know, maybe we need to train whoa, back whoa, in Texas. Whoa, 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 <laughs> Jeff. I'm just throwing stuff out, Nick. You know, I'm not – you know, I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm like everybody. I'm searching for solutions. <laughs> That's why one of the best. That ain't it. Yeah, that I don't know, man. Beam Beam jumps in too. Like like, you know, it's one of those things too where like you know your your wife calls and you're like, God, it's like 120 degrees at home, you know, and you're like, I'm sorry, you know, you have like a sweatshirt on, it's like 61 degrees, you know, you're like. I'm sorry uh, about that. I don't know about that. But, um, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I don't know either. I'm just like hey. I said, I'm just throwing stuff out there, man. Yeah. Well, I just feel like something's got the guy changed somewhere. They won something, Super Bowls so. in the '70s. They were going to California. That's right. Uh, You're no. right. I remember. No, I'm, and I, you know, and you know, I'm 60 years old, and I'm I'm thankful that I've got to see him win Super Bowls. I know there's a lot of people who who are probably more frustrated than me because they, you know, they. They've never seen them win it, and 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 uh, yeah. uh, so I am thankful for that. And uh, but 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 yeah, I just feel you know I watched those two games last weekend. I watched the game between the Packers and the Forty ers and I, the way that game started, the way both teams were hitting and in that intensity, I thought, man, it was depressing. Both of them teams are better than the Cowboys. <laughs> that was depressing because my initial thought was like, man, you know, we should be in this game, and then I thought, well, both these teams kicked the Cowboys' ass. I mean, both of them. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. and it's like, well, maybe, maybe you're not that close when you think about right. that game. Yeah, that, you know, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah, but but and, uh, you're right. I mean, the Bucks, the Bucks. Hey, they 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 beat the Eagles. I think the Eagles had had the Eagles seemed like they quit a long time ago, and right. and you know they won their bad division and they got in. It's good for them. I don't put them in the same boat. But Detroit, Green Bay, San Francisco, those teams, those teams just you know. They play football like in a fist fight, and uh, right. and that's what the Cowboys I think need to get back to, you know. Just I, I mean, agree. They, they did beat the Lions, but it was a fight, of course, and right. you know that that's just the way that they play, and that's what I think Dallas needs to get back to. But but you think all, you think about all the teams that have been knocking us out of the playoffs have been these young, innovative coaches, mm-hmm. and I just feel like if if we do something different, we don't need another retread, even if it is Bill Belichick. I, I just think it, you know, I know, I know Jerry, he may not be comfortable with the first time coach, but I, I'm just seeing what's happening around the rest of the league. And, yeah. and that might be something that we need to 
thing. Again, get out of your comfort zone a little bit. You know, that's 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 kind of what I'm thinking. But anyway, I appreciate you taking yeah. my call, and uh, and I'll be talking to you some more. Right. And uh, and right. we 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 go ahead and stay out there in California. <laughs> All right. All right, Jeff. Hey. Have you been to Oxnard? Have you been to training camp no, out there? I've never been out there. Before. Clearly, because if you have, you'd be like, "Oh, this is great." Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny. Oh, yeah. McCarthy and Parcells both had the same thing. They both were like, "Why right. do we train out here? Why do we go?" Mm-hmm. I don't understand. They get off the the plane and they're like, "Oh, this is why." Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No. I, and and I get it. I mean, and and, and if you want to say thanks for the call, Jeff, appreciate it. If you want right. to. Say, you know, well, but Jamie Johnson back in the day, you know, in the 90s, they went to Austin where it was heat and all that stuff. The NFLPA controls all of that kind of stuff. So, you know, I, I think they, they look at it now like if you're going to have practice, you know, you can, only, you, you can only practice for so many hours now in a day and so many days in a week. That if you're going to do it, get rid of all the distractions. Make, go to a place where it's never hot, like, like really hot, and it's never cold. And it never rains. I mean, the weather is not going to really af- affect your practice. You can sit for two. If I got two hours, that's all I got. That's all you're giving me. I'm going to have two hours of practice where there's really no distractions here. And we're going to go out and we can practice. Wasn't too windy. Wasn't too hot. Wasn't this or that. And so I think that's kind of the focus. Get them away from family and stuff for a little bit. Focus here. And I don't think that's the problem. I really don't. I think there's a little bit more to it than that. But um, hey, but at least, like I always say, throw out some solutions. I mean, if it's, this ain't working, let, let's figure it out. Let me get one text message question here. This is from the 602 area code. That's Phoenix. It says, um, linebackers fix our issues. Look at the teams remaining, especially the Niners and the Ravens. Boy, they got they got two linebackers each on those teams. Uh, say, so Dak doesn't stop the run. Trading him will make the fans miss him more than they can imagine. If Brad Johnson can win a Super Bowl, then Dak can. All quarterbacks need help. There's only Mahomes um, and one Brady. After that, everyone needs help. I agree, though, with the linebackers. I mean, I agree with that. Dak definitely needs help. They all need help. And, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson's going to win MVP. I mean, he's got some great players there, you know. But he's a weapon, though. He, he's an outstanding weapon, and he should be MVP. Um, but, you know, it's just... I got some opinions about about this comfort zone um, that you guys are talking about. I don't really think it's that way. I think it's a <clears throat> kind of a glass half full, half empty type thing. And uh, I, I I think Jerry kind of looks at it like I've got a good team. At, I've got a team that's twelve and five, twelve and five, twelve and five. I mean that's never happened here. It doesn't happen in the league that often. It's hard to do that. So I've got that. I'm, I'm up here. I just got to fix a couple things there, you know. And I look at this team a lot like the Bills. You know, the Bills firing their coach. I mean, they've been good. They, they can't get over the hump. They've been good. You know, they got good talent. They, they, they haven't gotten there. That's the goal. That's kind of the way I look at it, too. And I, and I just say this. It's not... It's not an sorry. It's not McCarthy's fault. It's not the team's fault that they haven't won in 30 years. That's what the fans are. Their frustration is a 29-year frustration. I get that. This team doesn't have that. This team hasn't won two to three, two to three, you know, three years in a row here in the playoffs. They they haven't won. It's a problem. 
It's a problem. It's got to get fixed. But it's not a 29-year fix. If you want to throw Jerry in there, that's fine. But then don't sit there and say this team is talented. Because the team is talented. We all know that. So um, I think sometimes there's a moving target when it comes to what people are arguing about and what they think the issue is. But this is not a 29-year problem for Mike McCarthy and this team right here. It's a three-year problem. It's a three-year problem. They, they've had really good regular seasons, and they've been hit in the face in the playoffs. Hit in the face. And um, that's, that's something that's absolutely got to be fixed. But you're not talking about a coach that has never done it, has never won it, has never won games in the playoff either. I think that's what the comfort is. Jerry's comfortable. He's comfortable knowing that he's got a football team that can get there to the end. They've got to figure out how to finish these, finish these, you know, this race, this fight, whatever. So that's that's what that's what's got to happen. You got a baseball team that can get them to the eighth and ninth inning. You got to get a closer. You got to figure that out. But you don't just throw everything away because you're struggling there at the end. I, I, that's where I think Jerry's. That's where I think the glass half full, half empty part is. And getting a new head coach. Getting a new coach, one of those, one of these guys that are out there, that that changes a lot because they're going to come in and change everything, and maybe that's good, maybe it's not. But I think Jerry looks at it like I got to tweak a few things more than overhaul a lot. All right, Anthony in Miami. What's going on, Nick? The quick. How What's you up, doing, buddy? Man? How are you? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, man. Um, the good thing about listening, you have a you have a thought. And then you listen to what you're saying and what the previous caller or something, you know, is saying. And you kind of change your mindset on something. And that's what I want to talk about, mindset. Uh-oh. Um, Anthony, are you changing Cowboys, your whole mindset now? No, no, no. They need to, they need to, they need to some tenacity and a tougher mindset. Oh, okay. Like I said, I, I hope that uh, – I don't know – if I have to make a plaque or something and send it as presents – and put my DAC on them with the CDAC, Discipline, Accountability, and Consistency. Man, if I'm not, you know, that's my word. That's my acronym. I made it up. I put those three words together, and I gave it to Hanging With The Boys last year, right? Jesse and them loved it right away, said they're going to use it. Man, you got to have that. You Like you say, 12 and 5, can't really finish. You're getting punched in the mouth all the time. It's your mindset. It's your tenacity, man. It's your will. That's it. That's what you're lacking. You're not disciplined, accountability, and consistency. It's really nothing with the play. You can tweak things and you can fix that stuff, man. You know? So with that being said, as I told you, I would call in and say, 53 years old, how long I've did this with the Cowboys? Been a Cowboy since then. Now I'm 54 as of December 17th. So let me give you the perfect example of this. 254s. Now I can cover your player thing, too. 254s. Master... And 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 I'm gonna call him mess up. Can't get right, <laughs> Sam Williams, right? Master, okay, he's a first round draft pick in All American Maryland, okay. But but Sam was a second, you know, he's up there. One has a mindset and tenacity. Man, look, I don't. He came in at 21, 22, 23. He's in. He could have been immature, but he became a dog. And wasn't nobody going to punch him in the mouth. See, Sam makes all these mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Barks, does this stuff, acts like he's tough. But then people punch him in the mouth. I saw guards and I saw people knocking him on the ground. And then he's committing all these penalties and nobody's pulling him to the side. Like I said, I would have grabbed the face mask. That's me. But somebody said, oh, he's big. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Man, look, ain't nobody scared of Sam Williams. But that's the mindset, a 54 and a 54. 
Now, you see what I'm saying? You got to have that. You're going to be tough and act tough. Be tough when it's time to be tough. That's all I'm saying. If they can do that, man, if they can add that to what they already have, I think they'll be all right. All right. That's it, man. All right. Okay. Appreciate right, that. Nick, talk to you next time, bro. Thanks. Well, you know, got me writing some stuff down. You know, 54 can go two different ways there. You know, I mean, back in the old school, it was Randy White, like he had it even before him, Chuck Howley. You know, and there's not many numbers that have multiple numbers already in the ring of honor. 54 is one of them. 88, of course, 43, 22. Um, but 54, you know, are you a Randy White or a Chuck Howley? Or are you a Bobby Carpenter? Darren Hambrick? Jalen Smith? Um, Sam Williams, you know, I mean, you know, they don't just get, I mean, 54, if you get 54, there's a reason for it. I mean, they, I don't know about the Darren Hambrick one. That was probably not, but, uh, you know, they gave it to Jalen Smith. They gave it to Sam. They gave it to Carpenter, you know, first, second round picks. I mean, they, they gave it to, to, to guys that were supposed to kind of do this play at that level, you know, at the standard at 54. They haven't necessarily they haven't done that, of course. Um, but, you know, Sam, that's going to be interesting because Dorrance Armstrong's a free agent and uh, Dante Fowler's a free agent. And you don't have a lot of money to be signing these guys, even those guys. Um, I mean, you could probably get them re-signed if you wanted to, but you, they got a lot of decisions to make. Do they look at uh, Dorrance Armstrong and they say, listen, <clears throat> let's just play – with Sam Williams at defensive end. I mean, that's scary considering how many penalties he has in a limited role. And I think you can make the case this year, I think his penalties have been worse than the plays that he's made. He's had a couple, he's blocked a punt and, you know, but, but he blocked a punt and then he also had a penalty trying to block a punt too. So uh, he's had some sacks, but he's had some, he has some penalties as well. So, um, you know, that's that that's gonna be that's gonna be a, a decision that they have to make for sure there. All right, let's go to Tony. He's in Alexandria, Virginia. Hey Nick, am I on? You are on. What's up? How you doing, sir? Good. Um I mean I'm still trying to digest yet another uh season ending early. Um probably like, you know, the rest of Cowboy Nation. Yeah. Um as far as the McCarthy coming back, I, you know, I'm okay with that. Um, and reason being is because, you know, I hear some others talk about, yeah, we should have brought in this guy or that guy. But there's no, you know, Nick, there's no guarantee that those guys are going to come in here and mm. and have another 12-5 and five season. I mean, it's not guaranteed that McCarthy's going to have another 12-5 and five right. season next year, which I don't. Looking at, you know, and I know we do that. This is a win. That's a loss. But just looking at the people we play next year, I I would be hard pressed to get back to another twelve and five record. I mean, they may, are, but it's it's, it's going to be difficult. I mean, we tough. play Baltimore. We play. We play. We've got a first place schedule now, whereas you know last year we didn't. And um, you know, um, you know, we weren't picked to win the division. It was still everyone was picking Philly to win the division, um, and you know we won it based on their you know I call it their epic collapse that they had. Yeah. But um. But yeah, so I'm I'm okay with bringing him back. And you know, there's the, then there's the age old questions. Well, is it the players or is it the coaches? You know, the coaches coach, but the players have to execute. And um, I don't know. I'm leaning more toward the players. You know, they got to they they just got to you know go out there and execute, not make dumb penalties and 
and um, you know stuff of that nature. And uh, you know, you and I always, always um, one thing that really irks me is, is you know, is the wait. Now that the season's over, we got to wait all the way through the spring and the summer and training camp and the draft and all that stuff. And using our favorite, you know, roller coaster analogy, you know, we've done come off the ride, mm-hmm. and now basically, you know, where we're at now, Nick. We're at the back of a four-hour wait just to get on the roller coaster because that basically wait is considered, you know, the off-season. So before we get back on and strap in our belt and start to tick, 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 tick back up the, you know, the incline of the roller coaster. So yeah. to me, that's the longest. That's the the, the biggest thing that irks me is just the that, wait to, just to that next snake, season, so. you know, where you're going back and forth, back and forth, yeah, staring yeah, at the same yeah. people. Yeah, it's probably yeah. hot, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, seem so, fun. You're like, you're like, how, how do we get this fast pass? Everyone keeps jumping right, the line. Right, yeah, yeah. That, and I there isn't that one. Too. When I was calling you, I was like, Liz, what if we could get the fast pass and get get mm-hmm. up the front of the line and get back on? But, um, but yeah, I'll always support Cowboy Nation. Just like one caller said, you know, it, it, I'm, I, maybe I'm not as uh, – because I've seen, you know, them win Super Bowls before. But, again, like one of my earlier calls, I said – I'm more so wanting the Super Bowl, not for me now, but for the younger generation yeah. that have never seen it. Uh, I've got a son now. I would like to celebrate it with him. Um, that's why I want it, because like I said, I've, I've, I've seen it, but the ones that haven't seen it, that's who I want it for. Yeah. That's exactly who I want it for. So, um, anyways, with that, I'll get off the phone, and yeah. uh, um, I'll try and call in another time and go Cowboys. Yeah, all. I like that. Good call, Tony. And, um, you know, I, I I can relate to that, you know, because I, I want to see it, you know, for for others as well. But and I'm selfishly, too, like I want to see it for my own, like my own position, my, my job. I mean, I've been here. This is this is I've been here almost like 25 full calendar years. And uh, people try to ask questions all the time about what how do you do this or well, what happens here and there? And anyone that was asking questions about well, what happens at you know at the Super Bowl, I don't know. Like I don't know. I've never seen it. Never seen the championship game. Um, so selfishly, I, I'd like to see it for the. I'd like to see this website, like DallasCowboys.com. We've done a really good job over the years. I'll say that. I can pat myself on the back, Derek Eagleton, all of the writers we've had. We've done a pretty good job, a really good job actually, of establishing. Um, a lot of a lot of viewers uh, and readership on teams with teams that really weren't that good, um, especially like back in the. I mean, this thing was really getting off the ground in 2000 when we were five and 11 three years in a row. So I think we've done a pretty good job over 25 years for a team that hasn't gotten to that level yet. I can't imagine what it would be like if we do. I want to see that. But you're right for for the young generation. You know, I mean. My, my kids have never seen. It. They don't. They don't know. Um, so yeah, it would be it would be awesome uh, for for everyone, not just for you know. It's okay to be selfish too. It's okay, but it's you know you guys. Like I said last last week, you guys deserve it. Especially the ones listening to the show, listen to any of these shows, or on our website. You guys are dedicated fans. They just want this team to 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 win, and they all. Everyone's got their own ideas on how to get it done. Doesn't always agree with Jerry. I get it. You know, I don't either. You know, I don't always agree with some of the things that they do, but um, it's 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 just frustrating. It's frustrating when you when you're watching these games, and you know, I just think when you think of all year long, all season, you just thought it was going to be a better a better ending, 
or definitely a different ending than this. All right, let's go to Al in Merkel, Texas. Hey, Nick, what's going on? Hey, Al, how are you? Oh, not good. It's like every time I hear some of these uh, opinions, it just like rubs salt in the wounds. Uh, it's just like every time you lose, everybody's going to come out of the woodwork and say, we need to do this, we need to do that. And it's like, yeah, that works in uh, fantasy football, but not in reality. Um, the one thing, the one question, I have two questions. Okay. And I don't know if it's been addressed on any show. I heard Everson Walls talk about it yesterday on Mix Shots. But it's like, what was the deal with, uh, at the very beginning, with uh, uh, Dak and uh, uh, McCarthy and uh, uh, C.D. Lamb? Well, we, I mean, I don't know. It was like the very first, uh, very first series. And, you know, Dak and him were talking, and all of a sudden McCarthy's over there talking to him. It's like, what, what is going on? Well, hold on. Let me say this because because McCarthy did address this. This wasn't like okay. two. This wasn't like two brothers that were fighting and Dad jumped in. I don't think uh-huh. it was that. It was it was maybe just a, a, okay. We, we know the defense that, that Green Bay plays, and it, it's when when you play a big zone defense like that, guys have to make decisions. Guys have to figure out where to sit. Where you know where how to just work that that zone, and right. that's what he was talking. Uh, McCarthy was talking. To CD about a particular route, about on what with this kind of coverage, this look, what we're doing here, and remember, he is the play caller. This isn't right. just this isn't the head coach jumping in. This isn't dad on a long road trip saying, "Hey, you look out this window, you look out that." No, no, no. This right. is like, "Hey, I'm the play caller. This is the way I see it. This is how this play is supposed to go." So we might be reading a little bit into that, but not reading too much into the fact that CD was not himself. In that in that game, nobody the way he played, nobody. nobody. You're right. Nobody was. Nobody. Trent Sieg. And, uh, Trent Sieg was himself. He snapped the ball when it was time to snap. He snapped it right. well. That's it. Maybe well, Ferguson. And, and yeah, Ferguson, and uh, also what's his name, uh, the receiver, uh, oh, Gallup, thirteenth Gallup. But, but, but was it was that himself? I mean that well, that that was true. why it was so weird. Everything was upside down. You know, exactly. everything was, was upside like, down. Uh, CD didn't play well. Yeah, and, uh, the uh, Superman or whatever. Uh, but the other question I have for you, and hopefully you can uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this year weren't we supposed to be running and playing a better defense? I mean, a better offense, so our defense could take over and keep us in games. And it seems like maybe after uh, I can't remember exactly what game it was, but it seems like the script was flipped, and all of a sudden here we go again, mm-hmm. passing and scoring 40 points, which that's fine. You know, but our defense, they, they I feel like they let us down. Everybody on on the DallasCowboys.com basically agreed that at Miami it was the offense that let us down. I don't think so because Miami had the ball at the very end, and we had our defense on there. I don't care how well you played. The game was not over. It's like I don't care if you've allowed seven points or ten points. You're on the field. You need to stop them, and we didn't stop them. So I don't know. What is up with our defense? But I, I do believe, you know, I have an opinion like everybody else's. They're like, you know what, and they all mm-hmm. think. But my opinion is, you know, the offense would, you know, get some linemen and a running back, we should be fine there. We should be. I think McCarthy can figure it out. But I think with the defense, we need to figure out how to stop the run because I think that's what has gashed us for ever since uh, yeah. uh, they've exposed uh, the defensive <laughs> coordinator. But – Anyway, I love the show, man. I enjoyed this so much this year. I just hate the way it ended. It just yeah. sucks so bad. 
And uh, I'm going to try to call in every now and then, but for the most part, I'm done with football season. It's time to work on, on golf and other stuff That's until uh, training camp comes around. But like I said, thank you so much for taking my calls. Sure. You and Chris have been awesome. This show is awesome. Like I said, I'll keep on listening probably on YouTube All right. you know, after the fact. But like I said, thanks uh, for everything you've done. Well, thank and you. I wish we could have done it differently. But, I know. You know, there's always next year, right? Yep, always, oh, always next and, year. Oh, and one more thing. Yeah. One more thing. You know, everybody's that saying, well, Jerry should do it this. Jerry, Jerry should do it this way. You know what? I used to think Jerry should do it this way. But you know what I figured out? Jerry doesn't have my number on speed dial. He doesn't? No. Huh. So I'm not getting through, so I can have all the opinions I want about Jerry, but yeah. he ain't going to listen. Yeah. So anyway, you all have right. a good one, Nick. Thanks. Talk to you later. Appreciate Bye-bye. that. Thank. All right, Al. Uh, good stuff there. Al at Merkel, Texas. Got a good outlook on things. Uh, let's go to Reggie in Germany. He's probably been holding a while. Reggie. Hey, hey, what's up, Nick? How you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Oh, like everybody else, man. Trying to trying to lick my wounds, trying to get over this this feeling. But um, happy New Year! And um, listen, here's something I got for you. You know, back in the day, um, a couple of um, quarterbacks decided, you know, look, I'm I'm going to take a cut and pay, maybe an offer at least to take a cut and pay to benefit the team um, and try and give Dak some room to to to. Uh, uh, the organization some room to, to to get some good players in there. Um, maybe I'd like to hear your opinion on that. Um, the other thing is this: that um, you know our team, as I said before, they're just not playing with the intention. I called it. I called it game face. What I mean is playing with a, a certain tenacity, a certain certain amount of of, of um, de, you know desire, and showing the teams right away. You know when. Even if it's the offense, the offense starting the game, you know, um, you, you have the offensive mind blowing off the ball. You have them blowing up, you know, um, holes for the back to run through. Um, and you let, the, you let the other team know, you know, you don't have to wait to get to, to you get punched in the mouth. You punch the other team in the mouth. Hmm. You know, and you, yeah. you let them know all we got for you today is bad intentions and, fresh, and, and bubble gum. And we fresh out of bubble gum. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is how it's going to be all day long, and and that's what I'm talking about. That 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 they have, this team has never showed us that, and and they need to show us that. They need to show us that on both sides of the ball. Yep. That, that well, that's my point. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I I definitely think it's um, it, when you think of the two things that need to be fixed. I mean, running the ball and stopping the run. I mean. That that goes with the uh, offensive line, defensive line. It goes with the big boys, you know, the big tough guys. Okay. And I think the toughness, uh, you know, the games they've lost this year, which are teams that feel like they, they've been tougher than them, you know. Yeah, um, but I'm, I'm just using that as, a, as an example. You yeah, know, but, yeah. Those two, those two, those two um, like expressions. You know, the defensive backs are going to have to, you know, also tell tell the receivers on the other side. You know, I'm not giving up anything. I'm going to be right in your hip pocket. Yeah. You know, and, and and play that way. Play that way. You know, the way the way um, Woodson played. You know, right. he, he, he let him know. <laughs> I'm not giving this up to you. Right. All right. Well, appreciate the call, Reggie. You got Hopefully. It, I'm just watching TV all the way over here, man. I got you. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, have, have a good one. Much love, Matthew. All right. 
Maybe we'll get to go see Reggie this year. Who knows? Cowboys announced some international games. Cowboys are playing at Carolina this year. Carolina is one of the teams going to Germany. Uh, after after what happened last year, Cowboys in Carolina, they may not want to see the Cowboys there again. I don't know. Uh, kind of took over and announced the Jimmy Johnson move and some other things happened that day. It was pretty interesting to say the least. I know, I know if I had to pick between going back to Carolina or Germany, I would pick Germany. That would be pretty awesome if that happened. So we'll see that that'll get announced at some point here this offseason. All right, let's go to uh, – we got a, a text question here. Kevin from Virginia. Do you foresee any of our free agents getting the franchise tag? I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't, not this year. I mean, um, they gave it to, to Pollard last year. They could tag Pollard again, but that would cost even more. I mean, um, because it's the second time you do it. I don't have the numbers on the second running back tag, but I'm guessing it would be around the 12 million mark. I don't think you're going to do that for Pollard. Uh, I don't see any other position, any other free agent. You know, I mean, you, they could, if they really wanted to, to do that with Biotish, you know, that would be one, that, but I, I just don't see that happening. I don't think they're going to bring him back. Uh, I think he's going to, I think he's going to test the market. I think he's going to get paid pretty well. And I think the Cowboys are okay with that. So, um, Looking, just thinking of some of the other guys, I just I don't I don't think so. You look at the free agents, you know, franchise tag is a huge number. Uh, it's you know top. It's I think an average of the top five at that position. So when you think of the Dorrance Armstrongs and you know Stephon Gilmore, you know players like that, and you think about what the franchise number would be, no, nah, I don't. I don't think so. I don't really see the Cowboys have that because they really don't have, other than Pollard and Biotish, I'm not seeing a whole a lot of your number one guys. Tyron, you know, that that that's a that'll have to be a tricky situation if they want to bring him back. It'll have to be something that they figure out uh, if you know and how it works, kind of like they did before. All right, uh, real quick here, let's go, Matt in Los Angeles. Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for taking my call. What's up, Matt? How you doing? First time hey, caller? First time caller. First time catching it live. I'm on the road, so I'm usually catching recordings. But uh, I got the same birthday as May 15th, so I'm a long-time diehard Cowboys fan. All right. But uh, cool. I got two questions. One of them, the first one's really quick. Do you know if Dak has a sports therapist? Because he clearly, his body language and his facial expressions, he clearly tenses up and doesn't play himself in these big, mainly the playoff games. He's played very well in big games in the regular season, but a lot of top athletes, top performers in life have, you know, like <laughs> mental coaches. Do you know if he has one? I think he does. I I, I think he does, but I, I don't think it's something that he, it's, I don't know if, how public he is, and I don't know if he would necessarily, I don't know if he calls it that, honestly. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I, he's got a team that, of, of people that, that he works with, but I don't know if he calls it a sports, um, okay. so, you know. Russell, Russell Wilson, sports therapist, yeah. uh, came into the talk at our company, uh, at a company meeting, and it was just fantastic. And I, I just, so I, How's whatever. that working? For, well, so, unfortunately, I, so I mean, I mean, honestly, I'm not trying to be funny, but I mean, how's that, 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 that therapist passed away. 
away a couple years ago. Well, that's not. But, uh, I mean, I didn't know that. No, I, I'm just saying. I, I, I told him. Told him. I, I get it. He was a therapist through the through the Super Bowl run. Okay. I mean? Okay. But I I feel I feel like everybody. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I, this is. I love that to death. There's not even yeah. on him, but you'd have to be blind to not realize that against the Niners, against the, the Packers, in these. Big time playoff games. His body language, his facial expressions—it's not. Let me let me ask you this though, Matt. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Because was the Packer game a big game? I mean, was that a big game to you? I mean, that was just a just a I, wild. Oh, it was a big game. Okay, I mean, so so. I mean, it's a it's a playoff game. Exactly. You know, my but my point my point is that like this happens a lot with Cowboy fans. They they do it a lot during the regular season. The Cowboy fans only call it a big game if the Cowboys didn't win it. Like, like you conveniently skipped the Buccaneers game when he played his best football game of his life. But that, I guess, wasn't a big game because it was just the Bucs against Tom Brady. You know what I mean? Okay, so you're right. No, you're right. So nothing's 100%. You're right. Right. Any statement, I, I I, I stand corrected. And I, I, I said he played well in big games in the regular season. I said that to start out my mm-hmm. call. I said he played well. Okay. Against Miami, he played great. I was at the Chargers game. He, he's the one who carried him to that win. Buffalo wasn't even really on him. That goes to my next question about Dan Quinn. But, I mean, I, what I, you, do you disagree with me that you can tell by his body language and facial expressions that he was – different human in that Packers game and against the Niners last year. Mm. The Niners this year. I mean, I don't know. He's I don't not know. flowing like heck. Yeah. You know? They 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 played like and crap. He didn't acknowledge that he was that he was going through his reach too fast. Yeah. Like, calm down. You know what I mean? Like it's easier for me to say I'm a dummy driving a car for a living. I get all of that. Right? No, I but I I I, I don't know. I, I I know. I I feel, it's, I feel like any top performer in life has one, regardless of what you do. Yeah. And I was just curious if he did. I honestly don't. I I don't know to what extent that he, you know, of of the teams that he has uh, surrounding him. I know there's there's a lot of people, yeah. but I don't necessarily know all of that. Um, and you know, clearly things things aren't haven't been the same. You know, he he hasn't played like like we've seen. It's not. It's not like he was throwing for three three hundred and fifty yards, and you know, like the Josh Allen loss, what three years ago against, you know, it were, the Chiefs was like last last guy to get the ball. I mean, they've lost these playoff games because he didn't play well in those games. You stole the words out of my mouth with Josh Allen. No one's gonna like he he he. It's they're not losing because of him, and you're never losing because of one player. But Josh Allen is playing his butt off in all those games that he loses, right? Uh, mm. But my next question, I didn't expect that to be a okay. discussion, but all good. But my next question is about Dan Quinn, right? Like, again, I'm a dummy, out-of-shape suburban dad, and I could watch these football games, and, like, against Buffalo comes to mind. Um, the Niners didn't run all over them. I don't know why people say that. But uh, And then, like, this Packers game where – they're getting the ball run down their throat, and they're sticking with lighter personnel. It, what, it, am I missing something? And then also, the the, night, the Packers or Jordan Love is really good against man coverage, not good against zone, so we tried to go zone. 
that clearly wasn't working. And man is our strength, and zone is not our strength. So when you try to when you try to scheme against them, and it's not working. Why not just go back to our strength? Like, what am I missing there? Yeah. If I'm a dummy that can recognize that, how is someone like Dan Quinn not recognizing that? And do you think this is our 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 the, what he needs to see to go against a 205 pound Marquis Bell linebacker? I'm with you on that. I, I, the 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 word on the street is that Gilmore's injury was a lot worse than 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 yeah, it seemed. Yeah. And that that they right. felt like that's the best way that they had they could have played it uh, with yeah, him, but but the Marquise history. Bell like the linebacker spot, I'm not I'm not with you. I'm not I'm with you on that. Like I, I just don't understand it, and it, it hurt him all year in games where teams jumped up on him and said, "Hey, we're gonna attack this. We're gonna score. We're gonna get a lead. We're gonna keep doing it." And the, I mean, they just don't. They, I, I don't think they value the linebacker position like I think they should. And I think right. they, they value it like every down is going to be third and seven. And what do our linebackers do against their tight end when, you know what, if you're getting run over, it's never third and seven. It's third and one, yeah. or if that, right. you know? <laughs> well, the argument is, uh, you know, if our deep tackles play better, then it wouldn't matter as much. Okay, sure, that's great. But what when what happens if your key tackles aren't playing to their elite level? Right, you get this, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I, so they they got they got to yeah. fix the run one hundred percent. They've got to fix the run because I not just, not yeah. only does it help you win games, but it's also a mentality. Like getting right. run on is is demoralizing. Right. And so, right. you know, I, I think I think good tough football teams don't get run on. So I think I think that that would that'll kind of start from there. So all right. But, well, yeah, they, I mean, I just think O line, linebacker, and corner have got to be three big positions going into the draft and free agency. Yeah. You know? Well, I agree. And you got and, and you need a running back at some point. I mean, yeah. you got to get a back. So I, I'd, I'd have to throw that part in there too, just because you, yeah. your top two running backs are free agents. And and right. they they needed to be better than what they were. So yeah, you got to throw that will in. Saquon be, will Saquon be unrestricted or no? I, I, I'm not sure his his contract. Honestly, uh, I don't really. I really don't know. And if I did, we right. wouldn't we wouldn't talk specifically about it. But uh, you know, if he'd right. be if he's an unrestricted free agent, I, I don't I don't know. Um, got it. Hey, I mean, they I, I don't. They're gonna have to figure. They have to run the ball better. Um, yeah. I, I still think it's an offensive line thing. A center, uh, guards. They they got to they got to figure out what what they're doing there up front, right there in the middle. All right. Thanks for the call, All man. Right, Let's go to Mike in Bowling Green. Mike, you there? I am. What's up, man? Yeah, man. I- I work for AT and T. I just got done with an install, clogged out for lunch, and then I saw a report saying Quinn was coming back, and uh, so that's see if you were still on. Yeah, Weird. I'm not crazy about if that's true. I I was happy that they brought Mike McCarthy back. I was wanting yeah. that, but with uh, Quinn's record against uh, the uh, the coaching tree that Shanahan coaching tree. I'm I think I wanted to see somebody different. Yeah. Well, um 
You got me on that. I've been, I've been, I'm on there. I don't, I don't know if, if that's a official. The last thought that I'd heard, he was doing interviews, um, you know, and, and interviewing with three or four teams. So um, if, if that happened, but I can speak to the fact that, you know, I, I think that there's, there's some, there's some things that need to need to change um, with the defense, whoever the coordinator is, this team, this team needs to have, I think I have a different philosophy when it comes, like I just said about the linebacker position, about what what they do, um, and you know there and, and and how they handle stopping the run, and what kind of body types are they looking for there? I think I think a lot of these guys are undersized, so yeah. I, I think that's the biggest thing that has to change on defense. Yeah, the report came from Ed Warder. He said uh, Dallas Cowboys expecting Dan Quinn to return as Mike McCarthy's defensive coordinator. Okay, well, so I was like, I've kind of. I've kind of, I was looking, I was kind of looking forward to a new, something new, but yeah. then I was thinking by the time he finds something, I mean, there's not going to be much left out there. So I guess, yeah, I guess he's probably the best bet. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you're trying to, you're trying to figure out how to run it back, you know, and, and, and if, and if you want to, like if they, if they want to do that, I, I, I agree with you, you know, at, at some point, there needs to be there. There has to be some kind of change here. You can't just keep yeah. doing the same thing. So no. it, it sounds like the head coach. I mean, head coach is coming back. It looks like the quarterback's coming back. And if the defensive coordinator is coming back, if that if that happens, then they they, they have to figure out what what is going to change. I mean, what, what how are you going to be better? Look at that schedule. Those guys, those teams aren't going anywhere. I mean, those teams are going to be good. Ravens will be good next year. I can I can promise you. Bengals, the Browns, the Steelers—they're going to be tough games, you know. So you—you've got to be better than what you were to even be twelve and five. So how are you going to get better? Like that's—that's that's where I think the question they, thats what the Cowboys have to figure out. Maybe well, just need to do it different. All right. Slip into the playoffs. Yep. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what what happens. We'll see what's going on. I still think Dan Quinn is. Um, interviewing for, for other positions, so it uh, looks like there's going to be some, you know, th- there could be some changes there. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what you read and if that's new or not. It could be, but if, if, even so, Cowboys got to figure out how to make some changes here. Alright, it's been a good show. We went an hour 15 minutes. Got our 11 calls in. Great stuff. Great to hear from a lot, a lot of you guys that have called all year long and uh, we're going to do a different schedule, obviously, this off season, but so far, so good. You guys handled it great. Can't wait to pick up some more new callers. We're going to do it again on Thursday at 1 o'clock. So for Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you on Thursday on Cowboy Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!